subcontractors still owed big chunks of money from construction firm Mainzeal's collapse a decade ago, say they'll get a pittance back and do not believe justice has been served. Former Prime Minister Dame Jenny Shipley and her fellow directors of Mainzeal have lost their Supreme Court appeal and must now pay $40 million plus interest for reckless trading. The directors breached the Companies Act when they knew the firm was insolvent but continued to trade, leaving creditors and subcontractors $110 million out of pocket. Amy Williams reports. The country's highest court has ended eight years of tangled court proceedings, including appeals and cross-appeals. In the very courtroom that Mainzeal built, the company's former chief executive, Richard Yan, has been ordered to pay much of the $39.8 million, with lesser amounts for Dame Jenny and the other two directors, Clive Tilby and Peter Grom. Unsecured creditor Doug Hazelden, the owner of South Island Shotcrete, is still owed $264,000. They only got made to pay $40 million. That's the thing. That's nothing. That's nothing. It's actually more of a slap in the face. It's like a reminder of the, what I should have had and the, the hard work. I actually had to really work hard. I had to get two bloody jobs and everything to survive through that. Mr Hazelden says he took on extra work as a mechanic to keep his concrete business afloat. Today, Justice William Young delivered the judgment on behalf of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has unanimously dismissed the director's appeal and in part allowed the liquidator's cross-appeal. It has found that the directors breached their duties under both sections 135 and 136 from the dates and in the manner determined by the Court of Appeal. The court found that from 2008, directors were aware that Mainzeal was generating little or no profit. In short, from 31 January 2011, the directors allowed Mainzeal to trade in a manner that was likely to and did create a serious risk of substantial loss to creditors. That Mainzeal was trading in such a manner would have been apparent to the directors if they'd acted with reasonable skill and diligence. The liquidator, Andrew Mackay, says the directors robbed Peter to pay Paul in trading while insolvent, and he's committed to recovering the money. But Richard Yan, its former chairman, who was ordered to pay most of the damages, is in China. Doug Hazelden doesn't expect Yan to pay up. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What can happen to him? I've spoken to several receivers, and the receivers are the only ones making money out of this. I won't even get 10 cents, 8 cents of the dollar that I've mowed. I'll only get $18,000 and then I've got to pay tax on it. He says it was white-collar crime and deserves a penalty. I'm a director myself and I wouldn't dare go into something knowing that I've got how much, $290, $280 million worth of debt and carry on trading. Holy moly, you know, they, they should be pulled up. This creditor, who wishes to remain anonymous, was also unsecured and says his company is owed a substantial amount. He'll be paid very little of it. Pretty disappointing. Yeah, it was even worse at the time, but looking at it now, there's just no comeback on the directors, really. It's all covered by insurance. They're not going to cost him anything personally either. He says today's ruling is bittersweet, but does not change the fact he's out of pocket. It really hurt us at the time, very big impact on the business, and we're just lucky we're able to trade through it. And as I said, we'll just put it behind us now and just had to carry on with life. 
The Maine's ill directors must also pay costs of $65,000. The lawyers representing the directors say they are deeply disappointed their appeal was dismissed and continue to regret the collapse of the company. Andrew Mackay is a forensic accounting specialist with Liquidators BDO who brought the claims against the main zeal directors and Andrew joins us now. Kia ora, Andrew. Hi, Lisa. How significant is this ruling? I th- we think it's very significant. Um, you know, the directors have been held to account and I think it's a, a landmark decision in terms of how directors need to act going forward. Yeah, What's so what, in, you know? what sort of message does it send to other directors? We're of the view that it sends that a message that you know, while directors are trading companies that are insolvent or near insolvency, that you know that they have to you know give regard you know to the creditors and people that they're trading with, that you know that they will be paid or certainly make their, those creditors aware that their company is on the edge and there is risk in trading with them. And so, in terms of how egregious the behaviour was with the directors of Mainzeal, how would you characterise it? It's out there. Um, you know, the judges, you know, number of courts have found that their behaviour wasn't, you know, adequate for you know being directors, and they've incurred significant debts. So who actually ends up with this money, right? Because there's more than $100 million in unsecured creditors when the company went down. This is $40 million and odd that goes back into the pot. Who actually gets it? Eventually it will go back after the costs and that we've incurred to fund the actions and things like that. We will then distribute the balance to the creditors. And at this stage, Andrew, is there is there any um, a rough ballpark about how much will be left to distribute among the unsecured creditors? We've got to collect the money first before we can do the calculations. Yeah, and that is that is the point, isn't it? So, how do you fancy your chances of getting the money? Because one of the directors now lives offshore, don't they? They do. One's based in China. So what happens it will with be collection? It will be challenging. We'll collect as much as we can and go from there. So, I mean, is, is part of this covered by the um, director's insurance or how does it work? There is, um, as uh, became evident in the High Court case, there's $20 million of uh, director's and officer's insurance. And? That's and that will go into the pot. Can you can you make any moves to put any liens on any assets that these directors may have in New Zealand? We'll be working through all our legal rights and remedies as we you know, work through our way of the legal processes through the judgment and enforcing the judgment. And we'll take actions that are necessary to recover the monies. So, Andrew, generally speaking, what legal options might be available there? Some of those that you just described. Right, so applying to the court so that assets are not um, not sold off, so that potentially they're held for you to draw on to settle that amount. Yes, we'll have to work through and the directors will give us an accounting of what assets they have available, etc., 
Have you started that process? We only got the judgment last night. Okay. So when you talk There's about... There's a few the... steps to work through, to work through, and a number of them are legal that require us to sort of work our way through that to get to that um, process, but we will commence doing that in the next week. It has been a long process so far, hasn't it? Years and years. How much longer do you anticipate this could drag on for? It's been eight years. Of you know, started off under Brian Mayer Smith and Andrew Bethel, who did a lot of work on this, and the legal teams that have done a lot of work, and the other expert accountants and LPS helping to fund this action. So yeah, hopefully we can get to resolution in the next. I'm hoping inside the next 12 months. Hope it doesn't go any longer than that for the sake, you know, so we can distribute some funds to the creditors. Andrew, the directors, they don't appear to have really shown, well, what you would consider to be remorse. They are um, expressing disappointment in a statement about the fact that it hasn't gone their way. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the findings of the courts have been fairly consistent that they've been liable um, and their actions haven't been adequate. Um, it doesn't matter which section of the Act they've done that as applied, the court has found them you know, wanting severely of their actions and behaviour. So what would you want? Them to take responsibility and pay up immediately? That would be good. Um, but we'll see. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. That is Andrew Mackay, who is from BDO. Now, they're the liquidators that have been involved with this um, main zeal case, and they brought the claims against the directors. And obviously now um, that's going to cost the directors $40 million plus.